right, everybody, welcome into another episode of the Sports Ethos Celtics. I am your host here, Patrick Lounsbury, and it's a very special day because it's my co-host's Lucas Gainers, 25th birthday. Happy birthday, my guy. Happy Mo Williams year. How are you doing? Any plans for tonight? What's going on with you? Yes, thank you very much, Patrick. I prefer to say that I'm in my Casey Jones year. You know, Celtics legend. Definitely not my Ben Simmons year. Don't even try and put that on me. Um, but I do <laughs> like the Mo Williams shout out. Uh, no, thank you, Pat. Uh, you know, I just got some food with the fam. You know, that was wonderful. Probably go out, have a couple of drinks later. You know, not something I usually do. So should we have fun, a little, little bit loose. But honestly, there are bigger things uh, this weekend, Pat, than my birthday. And I think we all know uh, what I'm talking about. And that's game one against the Nets, man. I this is the most excited I've been for a basketball game, Pat, since what it feels like 2008, man. Seriously. Yeah, and uh, I just wanted to let everybody know that Lucas, you know, on his birthday, wanted to do this podcast. Uh, he's like, he was super excited. He's like, I want to do a preview of the net series. So he's yeah, like, yeah, I, I need to get my takes yeah, listen, off. Going out is, yeah, going out is fun, is fun and all. But, dude, at the end of the day, I'm a basketball nerd. And talking basketball is going to supersede anything like going out, even if it is my birthday. So, Pat, I am glad to be here today. Yeah, man, we appreciate you stopping by and, and giving that time out today. And, you know, we're excited to go over this series, man. There's a lot to go into. And uh, I think if we want to make this episode at all semi-short today, we're going to have to uh, dive on in. Um, some things we wanted to just kind of look at first is the narratives, right? There's so many narratives that are surrounding the series, from Kyrie stomping on the logo to E-May being assistant for the Nets to – you know, KD almost coming here a couple, you know, just like four or five years ago before choosing Golden State Warriors. And, so you know, these guys Bruce, played Bruce Brown. You got Patty Mills. Yep. You got Patty Mills, you know, talking smack with E-May and then E-May talking smack with KD. KD giving praise to Jason Tatum. So much narrative. And one of the narratives I kind of wanted to touch on was that I felt like this team – now and how it's built in the email mentality i you know me and lucas both feel like stepping on the logo cool whatever you do that that's that's your thing but i think the team would have taken more from it had email been the coach because of just the mentality it, and it's not so like as more disrespect but more like all right you're going to come in here and and step on our logo you're trying to get us to react so we're gonna respond and next time we see you type of energy and i think that's that's the kind of attitude that i've appreciated this celtics team has kind of gotten no i agree with that and i think um like you said pat like to me from like the outsider point of view like the stepping on the logo does not mean much to me i would say there's a couple other things Kyrie did i think that left more of a sour taste in my mouth um as a celtics fan the logo really did not mean much to me but as a player you know that's just like you said they're trying to get a reaction and I think this um, the Celtics attitude actually has been demonstrated wonderfully through the Bruce Brown incident. Um, you know, Bruce Brown, you know, infamously has said that with Robert Williams out, they can attack Tyson Horford. And pretty much every Celtic that was out said, uh, you know, we're going to respond with our play, not our words. And I think that is very indicative of that attitude you're talking about that Ina has brought, uh, you know, since he's been the head coach. Yeah, and you know what's funny too is that like, after Bruce Brown went onto the podium, KD came in right after him and was not happy with what he said because of the way that I think Ime has KD's respect being on Team USA. He understands how Ime is and how this team is built and Jason Tatum himself and Jalen Brown. 
uh, I'm sure Katie knows that like, damn, like that team does not need any more fuel to the fire when they're already playing like one of the best teams in the league. And for Bruce Brown to come out and make a pass on Daniel Tice and Al Horford in, in mention of the Robert Williams, you know, injury, you could tell that uh, Katie wasn't very excited to have to backtrack for his teammate there. Yeah. And honestly, the KD, like just a couple of quotes, he said, quote, you don't need to say S word like that. Let's just go out there and hoop. And then this is funny. He said, that's caffeine pride talking. Tyson Horford do the same thing as Williams. Um, it's not going to be that easy. So, you know, I just respect to KD for that. Um, no doubt. You know, Katie's been one of my favorite players. And I think Katie's been around in the league a lot longer than Bruce Brown, obviously. And I think he knows, you know, you don't want to add fuel to the fire. You don't want to pour gasoline in the fire that's already there, you know, and have guys take things personally like that. So I assume we'll see hopefully some good defensive performances from Alan Tice, Jalen, because I, I called you Jalen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Unreal, because Patrick's profile in here is Jalen. But uh, Patrick, you know, hopefully we get some good defensive uh, performances from them, and I don't think they've been slouches on the defensive end. So, like I said, that's just pouring gasoline on the fire, in my opinion. Yeah, and you also have Ime address the comments as well. He was asked about them. He said they think it's a attack time because Rob is out. we played quite a few games without him now and done enough to beat good teams. So, clearly, uh, Ime is confident in, in Daniel Tyson, Al Horford's capabilities to step up for Robert Williams while he is out, and also, like, this this team has been so damn good lately. Daniel Tice has been good. He was asked about the comments. He said, if he thinks the way he thinks, we're going to prove him wrong. So um, it's just funny because, like, everybody's heard these comments, and they're coming up, and they've already been used in film sessions. Um, and Jalen Brown made a comment. He said, we respond with action. We'll be ready to go on Sunday. So it's just – it was kind of like the worst thing you could have done as a player was especially a player that has no, like, like I understand and all respect to Bruce Brown as a player and NBA guy, but he doesn't have that level of, you know, background to be saying stuff like that. Right. Like if Katie came out and said that, I don't think it's as much of a bigger deal. Yeah. They will still use it as fuel, but you just don't, you don't say much about it because he's earned that respect to say things like that. Bruce Brown is not somebody who has earned enough in this league to make a, a comment like that on our team. And I think that's going to rub everybody else the wrong way and, and make them really come out playing on Sunday. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, I'll, like you said, I'll respect to Bruce Brown, but I think Bruce, the only thing Bruce Brown did was make his life a little harder, honestly. Uh because when, when players are matched up on Bruce Brown, you know, it's not like Jason or Jalen or Marcus or any of these guys are, especially if Horford has them on a switch or something, these guys are not going to forget what Bruce Brown said. So I think they might just go, I'm not saying it's going to influence the game like crazy, but they might just go a tad harder subconsciously because they know Bruce Brown was the guy talking that yap pregame. Uh, so, you know, hopefully Bruce Brown doesn't have to, well, hopefully he does have to pay for what he said by getting absolutely cooked on defense. But like you said, you know, if a guy like KD says something or like a guy who's been around as an elite player for many years, maybe you don't bat an eye at it. But, uh, you know, saying that as Bruce Brown, I think was pretty a pretty bold move of him. And, uh, you know, like, he, like someone said in the comments, man, I think this is going to be the best first-round series, Pat. I just cannot wait. I mean, we'll get into predictions soon enough. But I do think the Celtics actually, Pat, have the edge in this series. And I know everybody's going to say, oh, shocker, you know, Celtics podcast. 
playing against KD and Kyrie, you guys are taking the Celtics. Now, listen, I just think the Celtics, the defense is really what does it for me, Pat, if we just want to dive right into it. So I know the Celtics can defend at an elite level, right? And that's not just going to disappear now that we're in the playoffs. The Nets cannot defend at a good level, really. They defend at a subpar level, you know, below average level. I'm not going to say terrible, but they're below average. Um, And that's not just going to change all of a sudden because it's the playoffs. Now, obviously the offense changes a little bit, you know, game slows down, some more half court offense, but the way Jalen and Jason can get downhill and attack the way Marcus can attack and create same thing with Derek white. I'm really confident in our ability to score and my uh, confidence on the defensive end pad is not wavering, even though we are playing against literally two of the greatest half court scores, in my opinion, in NBA history. Yeah. You know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie are, hell of a talent and this year when they play on the court together their net rating is a plus 13.4 now that's an insane net rating that is just absurd to be outscoring people by 13 points when you are on the court together as a duo and that's super impressive and i take nothing away from the threat that they they hold however on the celtic side you have 14.8 plus when Jalen and Jason are playing. So our duo has done better together on the court than their duo. So I don't know where the edge is exactly people are talking about. I think people are more getting soaked into the fact that it's Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving's name. And maybe they're not seen as Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown not being at that level yet. But the thing is that also like the surrounding cast around these two players, players right when you take off Kevin Durant and Kyrie and you take off Tatum and Brown and you look at these teams I think it's a huge gap I don't even think this gap is is close and that's where you talk about the capabilities of the defenders you're talking about Marcus Smart possibly you know defensive player of the year on this roster you're talking about you know Al Horford who is better than every big that than the Nets have even at his age yeah, you have a guy like Derek White coming off the bench who's better than any guy coming off the Nets bench. Like this this team is so deep and so good after their two star players that it just puts them over the top. And I just don't see any advantage that this Nets team might have over the Celtics who have been better offense, better defense, and better overall team throughout this season, throughout the last fifteen games, even the games without Robert Williams, they've still been better. Yeah. And I mean, I agree with most of what you said. You know, I think one thing that I would maybe disagree on is that the advantage they have, you know, their offense has not been terrific. You know, I've watched a good amount of the Nets. But at the end of the day, the playoffs is about going to get a bucket. And for my money, it's harder to pick two guys better at going to get a bucket when the offensive set breaks down in the NBA than maybe ever in the history of the NBA than Kevin Durant and definitely in the current NBA than Kyrie. So that obviously makes me a little bit wary. But as far as everything else you said, Pat, I mean, I don't disagree in the slightest. I also think we have the coaching advantage. You know, Steve Nash, one of my all-time favorite players and point guards, but I don't think there's really anybody disagreeing with the fact that Ime is going to give us the coaching advantage there, you know, even as a rookie coach. Um, you know, Steve Nash is pretty new to this stuff as well, too. Um and, you know, I just think, like I said, the defense is really what boils down to it. And, Pat, I think we should probably go through the exercise of ranking players, right? Um, in the series yeah we can definitely do it yeah yeah let's go ahead and do that yeah all right so i'll do we'll we'll go back and forth so for my number one i'm just gonna say kd right as much as i want to say jason you know 
it's respect Katie. has to be paid. I gotta say, Katie. Okay. It's Katie. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, okay. second best player in the series, I'll go with Jason Tatum. And and, I'm right and I don't think we argue there. So, and that's nope. some people might think that's a hot take putting him over Kyrie, but I mean, it's not. you're looking you're looking at the sample size of what we have. So, um, you and, can go with a third. See, okay. I'm gonna, you know, I'm I'm gonna say Kyrie. Okay, for number three. Okay. I agree. I think I him agree. and Jalen are on the same tier of player. But Kyrie's on the top part of that tier, and Jalen's like in the Jaylen's middle. More maybe the middle. Agreed, hundred percent. I wish we were disagreeing a little bit more, just uh, you know, for debate's sake. But we'll probably disagree down the line here. But I gotta go with Kyrie third. As much as I want to put Jalen, I don't think Jalen is far behind him. But I just think, like I said, Kyrie has he's arguably the better, greatest dribbler in NBA history. You know, and that is, enables him to get as any bucket he wants in, in the half court. Um, you know, now obviously Jalen has the edge on the defensive end, you know, mostly just giving us. I don't, I don't think by as much as people think though, just, just, I think we both can agree that Jalen defensively, especially this year has maybe, he's maybe been our weakest link in our starting five. No, Jalen is a good defender. Like, don't get me wrong. He's a positive. I think he's a plus defender, but I don't think it's overwhelmingly positive, but I do think the fact, I, I just think that Kyrie, you know, he's not a tiny guy, you know, he's six, three, six, two, but I think we can take advantage of those matchups. So I think it's going to look a lot worse than Jalen will because Jalen's not a guy you can just abuse on switches. It's not that sort of thing. It's maybe some mental lapses here and there from Jalen. Um, so as much as that makes it close, you know, I'm just going to give it away. We have Jalen fourth. Both of us are going to have Jalen fourth. That's pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Brown fourth is, is the, is the guy there. Now um, I'd be interested to see who you have at five. Oh, how about you go first? All right, all right. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, 2021-22 season defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart. And listen, we agree once again, Pat. You know, you know that's my guy, and I don't see really who else could go in the spot. So I guarantee you, there's some people out there who want to say Patty Mills or Seth Curry, but to me, that's not even a debate when it comes to Smart. You give me Smart. Uh, you give me Smart fifth all day. Now six. This is where we might differ. Okay. I think those two next players I just mentioned are in contention here. I think Al Horford is in contention here, but Pat, I have none of those three players. I don't either. So we might actually. Oh, uh, we're agreeing. Give me my guy D White, man. It Derek is D White. Derek White. It, it would be Derek White for me as well. I, I swear, Pat and I did not did not uh, share each other's lists, you know, before the show. Like I don't even have a list. I'm going off dome here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, okay, so Derek White. Now I'll bounce it off. Who you got seventh? Then? Seventh is tough. Um, I think this is where it kind of gets more uh, a little bit murky. Uh, a guy that I think is – I don't think that he deserves to be here on the list, but I think in this series he will be here on this list because of what he's capable of and not having Robert Williams. I'm going to throw a wild card out there, and I'm going to say Andre Drummond. In this series, I'm going to have him here. And the reason I have him there is because of his ability to offensive rebound. And if he's able to cause – some chaos there, it could be pretty huge for the Nets. You're, you're giving an offense that is very efficient already, and if you give them any extra second-chance points, it's going to be killer. So I think for this series, I have them at that position. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. That uh, is sound logic, Pat. You know, I don't. I do not have Andre Drummond here at all. Um, but, I, but I will say I understand what you're saying because, like you said, you know, they're amazing half-court scores – you know, if they get these second chance opportunities, which Andre Drummond, his career averages, Pat, I actually looked them up the other day against the Celtics, just 
because he's an all Celtics killer. I think he averages like, I want to say it was like 14 and 13 or 16 and 13. And like, I'm like, he always kills us. But, you know, I don't know if Drummond is going to be able to hang in switches the way we're going to try to abuse him because he's not, you know, the fleetest of foot. So while I obviously hear your concern, I disagree. I'm actually going to, this is between two guys for me, one Met and one Celtic. Um, and I'm going to have to give him a much improved player, not the spot up shooter that everybody thinks he used to be. I'm going to give, I got to give the nod to Seth Curry. I don't know if that's unpopular, but I think Seth Curry has become a terrific guy. You know, he can handle the ball. He can do a little bit of pick and roll, not a ton. He's a great shooter. And I think he's really going to be an X factor in the series. You know, if he's making us contested shots from, from, from deep, you know, this next team is going to be a hard team to beat. So I think I will go Curry and then Al Horford, actually. Like, I'm, I'm confident in how how good Al has been. And I think I'm going to trust my eyes, you know, with, with Al. Because he has played terrific, really, as of late. And, honestly, throughout the year, for the most part. Yeah, I like, I like those picks a lot. Um, I, I agree that Steph Curry is – or Seth Curry has is, is definitely been a, a better player recently. I know he's dealing with an injury. Hopefully he's healthy for this series. I don't ever want to see guys not healthy when playing them. I don't want any of those excuses for one. But also I just like seeing good basketball and players at their best. You know, at the end of the day, that's that's what's really important. Um, Al Horford there is also a solid pick, but a guy that I think – uh, has ability to change the series as well is um, I'm going to go with Bruce Brown. I think Bruce Brown ending of the season has really caught fire uh, with his shot. If that at all sustains going into the playoffs, that, that becomes a real problem for the Celtics who I'm sure, you know, they're going to switch a lot and Katie's going to end up drawing a little bit more help attention than, than we probably want him to draw sometimes. And if, they kick it out and a guy like Bruce Brown is able to make them pay on that side. It's going to be huge. And, and the last thing I want is for Bruce Brown to get going in the series after talking all that crap and then validating it with his play. Like, so if he's, if he's on, it's going to be kind of a headache for the Celtics. Yeah. You know, I would have him next up in line here. Um, You know, probably maybe him and, I mean, Grant's going to fall somewhere in here because Grant's... Grant was my next. Grant was my next after him. No, Bruce Bruce has been killing as of late. Make no mistake. You are, you are not wrong about that, Pat. I'm just not sure if I truly... But, like, I think the Celtics game plan is, like, you're going you're gonna to help off of Bruce Brown onto KD. And, you know, I think the Celtics are going to have to... Like it or not, I do think, you know, we'll see. You know, the rotations, we all know how amazing the Celtics defense has been, but... In the playoffs, a lot of the time you got to live with uh, some subpar shooters, you know, shooting their threes. And how this year he's a forty percent three point shooter, I believe. I believe he just is just over forty. Last time I, I checked, um, but uh, you know, previously in his career, he's not been a very efficient shooter. And you know, towards the end of the year, he got a lot of opportunity to you know maybe expand his offensive game, and I think that probably will help his confidence and you know his ability to play on offense, but. I'm not necessarily super concerned about his shooting, but he's a good player nonetheless. Great defender. I think he's an effort guy. You know, he, he's long, he's athletic. So I, I like Bruce Brown, so I would probably have him slot in right after Horford. And honestly, you could probably swap Seth and Bruce Brown if you wanted to, but I think that Seth, just because I know what he's capable of, like, you know, as far as like turning into a microwave type guy, um, I know he's not a good defender, obviously, but I think that that could really affect the series. And then, uh, so 
I'll go Curry, Horford, and then Bruce Brown, and then Grant as well. Yeah, and then I'd throw in one more guy in is Nick Claxton. I think Claxton has the ability with the rim protection to be effective back there, and that would be kind of interesting what they decide to do with him because, you know, attacking this Nets team, it's going to be taking it to the rim because they don't have that, right? You get you got Andre Drum is no kind of worry about when driving to the rim. Like you're going to go right over Andre Drum. You're going to get what you want, especially on the inside. It's not going to matter. But Claxton has that ability to be uh, an athletic rim protector. He kind of reminds me of of Robert Williams a little bit, like a poor man's Robert Williams, like in his younger years. And um, I like what uh, Claxton gives that team. It's just they take a hit on offense because he literally becomes a zero threat. Like he does not have that lob threat ability that Robert Williams has. He's just kind of out there taking up space. So, um, and I'm wondering if, uh, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge or Blake Griffin get any play from the Nets. It's going to be very interesting (laughs) because I'm sure that the Celtics are going to bully the Nets a few times into uh, doing some crazy lineups and, and trying out some different things throughout the series. No, listen, I'm not saying those guys, you know, they've been great players throughout their career. And honestly, I still believe they can have an impact offensively, you know. Particularly, I think LaMarcus Aldridge probably played a little bit better than uh, Blake. But I think on the defensive end, they're both liabilities. So if they're on the court, I think that's a win for the Celtics, honestly. And listen, if I go, if we go down to LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin in a game, I think that's an absolutely so be it type of moment. I don't know if you feel the same way, but dude, if we're losing to them, I mean, listen, sometimes you got to chop it up to, some veterans made some shots and uh, you know, I don't know, but if they're out there, I think that's a win for the Celtics. So what I take from ranking the, the players on the team, Pat is, you know, I think, you know, towards the benches and the, and the lower end guys, I think that it's a wash back and forth, you know, we did between Celtics, Nets, Celtics, Nets, but the Celtics have four of the top six guys, you know, in our, in our estimation, right. Jalen, Jason, Derek, or Marcus and Derek. So, I think that is going to be a big deal. And I think, Pat, we got to touch on it real quick. Speaking of Derek White, is his shooting going to sustain that he's had this little run? You know, is he going to make his open threes? Because like I mentioned earlier in the playoffs, teams leave open shooters to help on superstars. We know that's going to happen with Jalen and Jason. So can Smart, Horford, and Derek White, and, you know, I'll just say, I'll throw Grant in there. I doubt they're going to try and leave Grant like they would, you know, Derek, but can those guys make their threes more specifically Derek white, because we know they're going to get left. So I think that's a, uh, that's a really big thing in this series. And, you know, like we said, Pat, you know, he's shooting a little better, but also I think we got to remember it's important for him to make his threes, but Derek white will not just become a chucker. He's a very smart basketball player, makes the right decision. A lot of the times, if they leave him a lot of space to drive, He's going to attack still and then make the right pass. So, you know, I think we'll see, but I do think it's important for Derek to knock down his threes, 100%. See, uh, and I might we might disagree a little bit more here is um, I don't think the Celtics are going to need the three-point making as much in this series because of how weak the Nets are on the inside. So I, I could just see moments where – you know, Derek White's open because they're collapsing on either Jason or Jalen and he gets the ball instead of, you know, shooting with this space, he's going to penetrate. And when he penetrates, you've got two guys who just collapsed on him. And then the rest of the team is going to absorb in the middle because they're so soft on the inside that it's just going to allow 
Derek White, who can play make really well or finish at the rim pretty well, kind of have his way. Like you're going to play into his strengths in that sense because you don't have that rim protection to counteract that and and kind of make him want to shoot that three-pointer when he's open. So, yeah, I do think he might take that shot a couple times, but it would not shock me at all if, if they're driving on those. Like you're wide open, drive it to the hoop. Unless you're, you know, Peyton Pritchard, you're Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown where you're really efficient from three or even like Grant Williams, you're going to see probably a lot of them taking advantage and driving with that open space and watching the playmaking and the ball whip even more until it gets into a more efficient shooter's hand because that's just how the style of the basketball uh, Boston Celtics have been playing as of late in general. And I think in this series, that's something that I see the Celtics kind of keen in on. I don't, I don't see them kind of taking the bait. Cause I almost think that like relying on Derek white shooting plays more into the Nets favor than it does the Celtics. No, I don't disagree with that at all. I do think the Celtics are going to try to exploit, you know, the lack of inside rim protection, but at the end of the day, teams pack the paint and no matter, you know, what players you have protecting the rim, if you're putting bodies in the paint, at some point driving to the hoop is not going to work. So while I do agree, the Celtics are going to try and whip that ball around, you know, get the ball into more of a shooter's hands, like a guy like Peyton, if he plays, Jason, Jalen, Marcus, Al. Okay, but there are going to be times at the end of the shot clock, end of the possession, where that ball ends up in Derek White's hands. And say that is with two and a half minutes to go in the game, in the game where the Celtics are up two. You know, although, Patrick, I don't disagree. It might not happen that frequently. I still believe that's something we have to keep our eye on just because it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. I mean, maybe it only happens two or three times a game, but depending on when that happens, you know, those shots could end up being really big. So I do agree just chucking is going to play right into their hands. I don't think that's what they're going to do. But at the end of the day, you know, the guys are going to have to make some jump shots. So, you know, we'll see. Hopefully it's more reliable shooters like Grant and Peyton, Jalen, Jason, but there are going to be times where it's guys who, you know, like Derek, who haven't shot particularly well, even though he's come on as of late. Guys like Al, who have shot phenomenally over what seems like the last three, four months, but started out the year slow. Guys like Marcus, who, you know, he's shot, I mean, he's been pretty good catch and shoot the last two years, honestly, last two and a half years, but, you know, I think we all know Smart, Smart is still liable to occasionally go on a little cold streak. So uh, I do think those plays are going to happen in, uh, you know, whether we like it or not. So it just depends on when they happen in the game. But I do think that still matters. However, I don't disagree with your logic in that the Celtics will be attacking the paint way more and, uh, you know, try not to fall into the, you know, the bait, you know, falling for the bait, essentially. Yeah. And I also think that uh, in this series, you know, we have the, Emei playing his own old team, used to be assistant for the Brooklyn Nets last year, was a part of that um, coaching staff when they actually took down the Boston Celtics last year in five games. Just a nice little revenge matchup that we have here uh, for the Celtics to to get that revenge on, on the Nets. You know, now we're back and we're healthy. We're not playing Jabari Parker, you know, 28 minutes. We're not playing Romeo Langford, 24 minutes. Neesmith, 20, you know, uh, Evan Fournier, 37. I think um, I'm finding it hard to see the Nets coming out of this series and, and really being effective against the Celtics unless like Kevin Durant and Kyrie are playing like 46 minutes. Like it is going to be super, super hard because at the end of the day, like 
you're going against the number one defense. Try playing over 40 minutes while going against a number one defense. It's going to sit there and make you work super hard. I understand how great they are offensively, but every player wears out. Like there's nobody is immune to be worn out. And I think the more games we go into the series and the more minutes that are on Kevin Durant's and Kyrie Irving's legs, I think the Celtics are just going to drain them. Like this is a bully type team defensively they're going to play physical Eme style is loving to be a physical team wants to put you know they're not going to call every foul so let's get aggressive with it let's see how much contact they're going to let us get away with let's make these guys uncomfortable make them work hard and and wear them out because that's going to be the mo for the celtics is the achilles heels is the defense the offense as long as they continue playing within each other and rotating the basketball i don't see an avenue for them to to lose this series yeah, I, I, but I do think we're going to see the top four stars, especially in the 40 minutes, uh, pretty much, you know, every game. I would not be shocked at all, um, you know, to see Jalen and Jason, Kyrie and KD playing heavy minutes because, I mean, listen, I think it goes for both teams. This is more with Jason specifically and, you know, I would say with KD, what Kyrie factors in as well. Uh, it's hard for those teams to sustain without their best players on the court. I mean, we see, like you mentioned, Jalen and Jason's plus minus when they're on, on the court. It's big for a reason. You know, the Celtics drop off without those guys on the court. So I do think we'll see big minutes and potentially we'll even see big minutes from Smart because, uh, I mean, listen, when Kyrie's out there, Smart or Derek White's going to be out there, right? That's just not even debatable. But I think Curry and Mills are tough guys to guard too. You cannot be getting abused by those guys in non-KD minutes. So I think Smart and White are going to see a lot of minutes, but more specifically Smart. So I'm really looking forward to this, you know, this series, man. I just can't wait. I already wish it was Sunday, to be honest. I can't believe we got to wait a whole other day after this, Pat. Um, But I just can't wait. The Garden is going to be electric, man. Playoff basketball feels like it hasn't been here for a while, you know, um, because last year didn't feel real with Jalen out. And like you said, Come on, dude. We're rolling out Kemba and Fournier and Jamari Parker. Like, that's arguably the worst defensive trio you could even imagine, right, in the NBA. So we're rolling out a completely different team. And then there was, you know, the bubble. And then there was the first-round exit with Kyrie. So this feels like, you know, we're back. And uh, I'm really excited to see this game. And honestly, I know we talked about not wanting to play the Nets, but now that we're here, man, I'm honestly kind of, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but I'm kind of glad we're playing the Nets because if the Celtics win, this will be a massive statement for Jason Tatum, who he is as a player, for Jalen Brown, for Ime Udoka, for all these things. And then, uh, so I'm really looking forward. And then I was about to bring up Ben Simmons too, but I don't know if you had any general thoughts about the series. I don't think he plays. And if if Ben Simmons does play, I think it benefits the Celtics because you're, you're talking about a guy who isn't uh, super creative offensively. And even uh, as a defender, right. You're, you're talking about him going right back into game live action after over a year off. Mm -hmm. It's just, can't simulate that. You cannot simulate that. Nothing you could do. So, I, I mean, you play Ben Simmons, I'm happy. I think that plays in our favor more than the Nets. So, go ahead and put Ben Simmons out there and, and watch what happens. Good luck because J- this Jason Tatum is a different Jason Tatum since the last time Ben Simmons yeah. even touched the court. Yeah, and uh, I'm not going to lie. Jason really had his way with Ben Simmons a lot of times too throughout his career. But, you know, I kind of go back and forth, but I think I've settled on the side of the coin that you're on, Pat, like, 
because I think Ben Simmons' offensive role will be very simplified on a team like the Nets. Like, I think next year we'll see it look beautiful. You know, Ben Simmons is able to, you know, attack downhill. And, you know, he's a great passer. He's a great playmaker. I mean, that was his big strength coming out. And if Kyrie and KD can attack off the catch, you know, that's really dangerous team. And Ben Simmons, we know he's a very versatile, very good defender. But I just keep coming back to 14 months off of no live basketball. Zero games played this season. You guys have played zero games together, you know, as far as the Nets and Ben Simmons. So it's really hard just to roll out there. Even for a guy like, I'll use the example, Pat, like even if Jamal Murray came back, right, for the Nuggets, it's not like he's going to see, well, most likely not seamlessly integrate himself. I know we saw Paul George do a pretty good job of it. Also, Pat, I'm crushed. Paul George is not playing in the play-in because of COVID. Yeah, that's that's want to say tough. That. But 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 you know, it's really hard to seamlessly integrate yourself in when you've never played for the team and haven't played basketball in fourteen months, live basketball. So, I don't really think it would be that big of a problem. And uh, he'd be targeting games four through six anyway. So hopefully, uh, Celtics have control in the series by the time you know he could potentially come back. Yeah, and with that said, you know we talk about in bed Simmons and everything like that. We're gonna go into some. Uh predictions for the series and everything and uh i wanted to also add with our predictions that we're gonna give uh some key components of why we think the series ends that way so lucas if you want to lead off here and and just go ahead and and give us your prediction of how you think the series go and and what do you think are the key crucial reasonings for the way it's gonna go um we'd love to hear it all right so the format you know, I always mix up the finals and the so it's two two one one one. Correct is the uh, is the format. So it goes right. That's right, right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, so Celtics are going to win the first two. Nets are going to win the second two, and then the Celtics win the fifth and the sixth game. Close it out in Brooklyn. Okay, Celtics in six, and I think I've touched on a lot of the reasons why. Right. So the defense to me is the biggest thing because. I know Jason can score against teams with weak defenses. I know Jalen can score. Okay. I know Marcus can penetrate and make plays for other players. I know Derek white can do the same. I know Pritchard can knock down shots. I know Grant can knock down shots. I know Horford, you know, he's a decent playmaker. He can knock down shots and Tice, you know, weirdly enough has been knocking down shots. Okay. So I know we can score against a below average defense with our team. Right. I also know that we can defend like hell. Okay, excuse my language, but I mean, the Celtics have just gotten after it so much this year. I thought there was no other way to say it. Okay, amazing defensive team. The Nets, I know they can score. I don't know that they can defend. Okay, I just think we have such an advantage in that in that category. And uh, that really leads me to believe that, you know, okay, Kyrie and KD are going to get you a couple games. Got to pay those men their respects. They are amazing basketball players, two of my all-time favorite hoopers as far as their game is concerned. But at the end of the day, you know, I believe in positioning. I believe in decision-making. I believe in defense wins championships at the end of the day. There's not many teams that have made elite deep playoff runs without a great or at least good defense, okay, throughout the course of history. So I think that's going to give Celtics the edge because we talk about the Nets offense in the half court. Well, what about their defense, okay? Half court defense, you know, you got to be able to rotate. It's not very, it's not like as simple as, you know, people like to make it out to be. So I got the Celtics in six, Pat, and those are the reasons why 
you know, I do think the series could go seven, but I do think, you know, Tatum kind of puts a team on his back there in game six in Brooklyn, quiets the crowd of all those Nick fans in the crowd. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, quiets, quiets the uh, fans in the crowd and basically brings you home in game six for us. Now, Pat, enlighten us with your take. See if it's game seven, game four. We'll see. What is it? Man, I, I, I like the prediction. I agree with a lot of points that you made. And having the Celtics in six, you know, is is a great pick. I, I agree that it could go that way. And uh, I did a lot of thinking, you know, and some decisions that I kind of narrowed down was, all right, defensively, we're, in, we're just really capable of doing a lot of things. I think that we're going to make an emphasis of attacking Kyrie Irving a lot. And that's going to wear him out because he's going to have to try to defend a lot. And I think Marcus Smart can pretty much bully him in the post. I want to see some Marcus Smart post-ups on him. I want to see them use him in the pick and roll a lot. I think if they try to play Drummond, they're going to try to play Drummond off the court a lot of the times. And I just I, – I look at this Nets roster and I go, there's really no counter. Like there's nothing that Steve Nash – even if he was the greatest coach ever, like I don't see anything he can do with this roster – they can counteract the flaws that they have in order to slow down the Boston Celtics. And I'm just super confident in what we have been able to do over these last, you know, three months or so and and been this hottest team that I think we're running into the playoffs and the Nets unfortunately got us. And I got the Celtics in five and big reason I have them in five is, is simply for the fact, man, that, that Jason Tatum has leveled up. And, you know, before you could say KD is on a different tier than Tatum, but I don't think that's the case anymore. Uh, You've seen in matchups with the Celtics and Nets that he's been able to go toe-to-toe with KD. And I think on some nights in this series, Tatum's going to be the best player on the court. And when you have a guy who's capable of doing that now, like that that KD is going to be KD advantage is less of an advantage when you have a guy who is damn near matching him or outscoring him and being better. And the ability that Jason Tatum has, uh, I just trust in, in what he's going to be able to do in the series. And I think this is his ascending series, right? This is the, all right, I had the year, I ended off well. I, I kind of got my name in MVP talks. I'm not going to be in it, but I'm that dude. And this series is the opportunity for him to show that, yeah, he is that dude. So I do got the Celtics coming out on top in five games, giving Brooklyn one game just for like an explosion game where the Celtics just couldn't for some reason get it together offensively and Katie and Kyrie kind of go crazy. But yeah, man, I, I think this, this team is going to gonna do some special things in the series. And I just think they overmatched a lot with the Nets try to do. Listen, I love the confidence, okay? I wish I could say I had the Celtics in a gentleman's sweep, okay? I don't think it's outlandish, but, you know, I do love the confidence. I do think the Celtics, you know, I think that's the way I like to look at it too, Pat. You know what? The Nets got us. You know, I'm sure they wanted, uh, well, well, you know, I'm sure they wanted the Sixers, right? I'm sure they didn't want the Celtics as far as Atlantic Division opponents go. So, uh, you know, I think the Nets got us, and I think we are going to get them out of here, Pat. I know we can agree on that. So uh, you got five games. I got six games. We'll see what happens, man. Should be a dogfight of a series. I cannot wait to see game one. Uh, we will definitely be coming live at least at the latest a couple hours after the game, but definitely Sunday night, Easter night, Patrick. Um, 
looking to look forward to do an Easter Sunday podcast. We're doing a birthday podcast today. We're going to do an Easter Sunday podcast. So uh, this will be a very eventful weekend for us, man. And I'm really looking forward to the game. Absolutely. And um, hopefully you go and enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy your birthday. Have you know some relaxing time knowing that the Celtics are going to take out the Nets. Um, again, make sure everybody go ahead and head over to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to go ahead and give us five stars. Leave us a review. Also, go ahead on Twitter at Ethos Celtics. You can also find Lucas at Luca underscore Gainer. Go wish him a happy birthday on Twitter. Um, you can that. follow me at Ball and Opinions, guys. Um, I don't have anything else. Do you want to say anything uh, as we send it out here? I just got to say shout out to everyone who listens to the podcast, man. We're going to keep growing, keep getting you more content. You know, shout out to everyone who downloads, listens, shows up to the Spotify green room, all that. And Pat, before I go out tonight, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to clean out my face with some Manscaped products, man. I don't want to be out on the town on my birthday looking like a scrub. Okay. So go over to manscaped.com use the code hoopball 20 make sure you do that right after you uh subscribe to the show rate the show follow us on twitter and all that the hijinks and such so pat i appreciate you man for letting me on board man hopefully you know to another year around the sun man and uh looking forward to the Celtics. you know Leia getting out of business on sunday night or sunday afternoon i should say so yes sir all right man let's have a good one you guys uh have a great time thank you guys for tuning in